Hello and welcome to another episode of the Don't Touch My Cigars podcast. This is a weekly conversation with the people who make cigars, sell cigars, and smoke cigars. If you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to click subscribe so that you are notified of new episodes as they are made available. And also, check us out on iTunes and leave a rating or review to help other brothers and sisters of the leaf find the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by The Old Soul Magazine, a quarterly cigar publication bringing you in-depth stories and articles about your next favorite cigar company. You can read all current and future issues for just $1 by going to theoldsoulmag.com. That's theoldsoulmag.com. I'm your host, Aaron Aiken, and in this episode, I sat down with Tim Daniels, who is a good friend, a fellow brother of the leaf, uh, someone who I work with on the board of the Harrisburg Cigar Club, someone who I've gotten to know very well over the past two to three years, and is someone that I look up to and respect. Uh, In this episode, we talk about his first time having a cigar as a Marine, we talk about his time having a cigar in a high-rise hotel in Shanghai. And among other things, we talk about the person that he would most like to have cigars with if he could have a cigar with anyone. I enjoyed recording this episode and hope that you enjoyed listening to it just as much. Thanks for listening. Cheers. change the format a little bit of the podcast where it's mm-hmm. it's not um, obviously not a group thing right now it's right. just one on one and uh, more taking a focus on uh, people who make cigars, sell cigars and smoke cigars so you fall into the last category obviously mm-hmm. and uh, highlighting how almost every single person is different Ooh. right um, the, so the, the when you walk into a cigar shop the common thing everyone has is a cigar Mm-hmm. But you all have different backgrounds. You all have different careers. You all have different mm-hmm. viewpoints on life. But you have that cigar. Uh, so the whole focus is the person on the other side of the microphone. Uh, so I have questions for you. Um, who, what, where, when, why, how. And uh, very, very simple journalist questions, right? Right, right. And uh, tie it around cigars, um, obviously, because that's what we're here for. Um, but as we go through... Any, anything's game so as the conversation goes and yeah. and uh, we'll just kind of see where it goes okay. um, one question I'll give you a heads up on because um, it's caught some people off guard I interviewed uh, when I did Lindsay as a trial <laughs> right. I, I asked her the question without giving her a heads up and she had to take a few minutes to think of an answer Armand uh, did the same deal who caught him off guard Okay. Uh, so the, the question is that you can just have stewing in the back of your mind is if you could smoke a cigar with anyone past or present who would it be why and where would you would you enjoy that so that that'll be at the very end so it kind of give you some time to to think about who that would be okay um so do we call this the bat cave do you have a, a name i call for it the it? fan cave fan it's cave the eagles fan cave <laughs> fan cave all right um so i i am in the eagles fan cave with uh can i say your last name is that cool yeah okay tim, tim daniels uh I've known you through the Cigar Club, mm-hmm. maybe three, I don't know when you joined, three or four years, maybe? It's been at least four. And let me know when you, have you started? We're, we're, we're going right now, man. Oh, I didn't know yeah. you started. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so about four about years. About four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you started out as just run of the role member, and, mm-hmm. and then uh, probably three years ago or two, I've lost track of time, but you became a board a member. A board member, yeah, at least two years now. Yeah, kind of strategically trying to guide the club through some murky waters and mm-hmm. and windless seas. Um, so it's it's been a great, uh, getting to know you that way has been awesome. Uh, having your New Year's parties here is always a very fun time. Uh, so I say all that because we've, we've learned a lot about each other with cigars and drinks. Correct. Right. Uh, so, but uh, the one area that I really don't know too much about you, uh, I know where you work. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you do, though. I've, I've always wondered, because I know you're, you travel mm-hmm. and you do some stuff with acquisitions, I think. Used to actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. So not as much as I used to. In okay. The past. So would you mind kind of giving me your background, uh, who you are? This this is the who. This part. is the who. Yeah. Okay. So so just feel free to let go there. Okay. So I'll, <laughs> so I'll jump right in with that. So obviously you know my name. Um, so who I am? I'm a husband. I'm a father. And I'm actually a grandfather as well. I have two grandsons. Mm-hmm. So um, to try to just jump in instantly in terms of. Um, my, my work background, because I don't think we get an opportunity to talk about that as much, you know. Right. And uh, when we first met, I had a role as doing a lot of mergers and acquisition work. So I did do a lot of traveling. I used to do a lot of international traveling, China, India, mm-hmm. Canada, Mexico, you name it. Um, I worked for a Fortune 500 company, and within the role I was in, uh, afforded me opportunities to do travel. That's you know part of my part of my job. Sure. So uh, the company that I worked for was acquiring some companies at the time. They were very um, aggressively doing acquisitions for growth. Uh, my actual role and what I do for a living is in human resources. Okay. So my role is that when companies join, I have to take a look at payroll, benefits packages, organizational structures, all of that type of stuff wow. okay. to determine, you know, which employees we keep and which employees, you know, go away as a part of the, the acquisition and really just trying to identify talent. Got it. So that was my role early on. I have since changed responsibilities and positions within the company in the past, I would say, two years. Um, so my official title is Senior HR, Human Resources Business Partner for what they call the global Hershey experience. Um, so what that is is that within our company, the Hershey company, um, I am head of resources or responsibility for human resources for three global businesses, one of which is our global retail stores. Mm, okay. um, if you think about different stores, our biggest flagship store obviously is Chocolate World, but we do have various retail stores across the U.S. and even outside of the U.S., then I support what we call our global licensing team. So anytime another organization wishes to put a Hershey brand on their products, say uh-huh. cereal, peanut butter, or something like that, yeah. uh, that global licensing team helps to negotiate those types of Jeez. contracts. Okay. All right. uh, the third group is actually what we call our world travel retail team. So if you think about duty-free shops within an airport mm-hmm. where they might sell cologne or scotch mm-hmm. <laughs> and whiskeys as right. we like to enjoy yeah yeah uh they also sell hershey products candy bars um so we do have retail stores within some of the major airports and our world travel retail team is um handles those okay uh those businesses so yeah i support those directors that support those businesses and sure. a vice president that i report to got it okay. to, and i give that vice president support so yeah. that's what i do for a living that's incredible um it's it's 
a busy job. It's yeah. fulfilling. Right. It's um, it's work. <laughs> yeah. But it's also it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. So and that's and you've do. you've been with the company for a very long time. I've been with the company actually for thirty six years in wow. a couple of different capacities. That's so incredible. It's it's been a very long, um, joyful career. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I've had some great opportunities. Yeah. And still looking to for some more opportunities to come. So sure. I I haven't. Uh, completed the book yet. I think I've got a few more chapters to write with that particular with company. With the same, same company. With the okay. same company. Okay. So. All right. Or at so least we'll, that's the impression I have. <laughs> so we'll stay tuned and, and see what happens there. Yeah. Yep. So where do cigars come into play? Cigars first came into play in my Marine Corps career. Mm, so okay. um, part aside from the Hershey organization, I did have a, a career within the United States Marine Corps. Uh, with a um, infantry unit, uh, I started my Marine Corps career. I actually stepped away from the Hershey Company and started my Marine Corps career in 1988 uh, as a um, as an infantryman or, or grunt, as they call okay. it. Yeah, uh, boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was that was my job. And from time to time, when you know you take a break. Guys like to light up. Some light up a cigarette. Some have tobacco chew. Mm-hmm. Some light up a cigar, and cigar was something that was uh, uh, enjoyable for me. Yeah. So I've I've kind of smoked on and off over the years. Reintroduced to cigars. I had stepped away from them for a while. My son, who is also a Marine, um, kind of got me back into it about five or so years ago. He handed me a couple cigars and oh. said, "Hey, give these a shot. You might like them." So I started to smoke. Uh, a little bit again I'm a casual smoker so um, I I would smoke those on occasion then I ran into a a good friend of mine that I've known for many many years of which we both know well Steve Knapper who's the president of our cigar club Mm -hmm. um, was telling me all about the cigar club and the opportunity to to get involved and and enjoy cigars on a more uh, networking basis so after that you know I really got sucked right back into the uh no pun intended, to, yeah. to smoking cigars. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of so how, how... How do you and Steve... Steve and I... Connect? We, we connect because we uh, hung out in the same neighborhood. Steve actually married a girl who was one of my neighbors growing up in my neighborhood, my old neighborhood. Oh, okay. So when he okay. would uh, call, <laughs> court his, his now wife, right. uh, he, I would see him and okay. we'd run into each other. So Steve's wife and my cousin um, married sisters. So my, my cousin Dale married one of the Rodriguez sisters. Steve married the youngest Rodriguez oh sister. Gosh. Okay. So, you know, that's how we're interconnected. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, through so, that family. So you kind of grew up together? We kind of grew up together. I yeah. remember Steve being a young guy, you know, uh, chasing after <laughs> his wife at the time. So, yeah, we, we absolutely we grew up together. That's awesome. So how about that first cigar? Back, you said in the 80s, maybe? Mm-hmm. Is when, do, do you happen to remember what that cigar Wow. Uh, good question. I can't remember the exact brand, but I'll just say this. Uh, my taste in... in Knowledge of cigars has grown tremendously. Sure. I can't imagine it being anything that was handmade. It was probably something from a box, like a Swisher Sweet or something like that, you know, uh, very early on, uh, right off the, you know, right off the shelf or right out of a mini market type of a a cigar. Do you remember who you were with or where you were? Um... I don't ask him to go back a few years. That does. I mean, I I just kind of remember, we used to do 
a lot of training um, at 40 Newtown Gap. So I can probably remember being with, you know, my infantry unit okay. and just kind of sitting on a backpack, pulling it out and taking a yeah. and I, taking a smoke during, a during a break. Work or something? Yeah, or? probably either after a day or just in the middle of a, maybe a force march or something like that where you get a couple of minutes to just take a yeah. break or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that's probably where it all started. So it was a time to relax. Just a time to relax. Just yeah. downtime. Yeah. Downtime period. Yeah. Has that changed? Is that, is that how it is now for you? When, when you have a cigar now, those many years later. Yeah. So it's, think about it this way. You know, when you, at the end of a day, either if we're out doing maneuvers and, you know, the exercise is done and you can take, you know, some time and really just kind of relax and, and, and chill out for a little bit, the occasion really isn't that different because now, Although I'm no longer in the infantry, mm-hmm. uh, I come home from work, right. <laughs> and it's the same situation where you just want some quiet time. You maybe you grab a beer, you grab a drink, and you just want to relax and yeah. chill out. So, Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So the, that's the it's the same kind of mentality if you okay. think about it. Yeah. Um, in terms of how often, I'm not. There are guys who are like religious cigarette smokers who wake up in the morning, cup of coffee, grab a cigar, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of go at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Admittedly, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the guy that's probably more of a, a weekend smoker. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, Friday night, mm-hmm. you know, when I can just you know sit back and, and enjoy. It. I don't have to have it right. on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife probably wouldn't let me take <laughs> smoke one on a daily basis, or my doctor either. Um, so I pick and choose my opportunities. Sure. You know, I, I see a cigar more so as a treat than a habit. Mm-hmm. That's basically how I see it. Yeah, so you've been smoking cigars for a while, Mm -hmm. um, or for a long time, and then recently came back to it five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember what your son gave you? It didn't even have a band on it. Got it. Okay, so So you literally have no idea. I had no idea. Did you smoke it with him? Um, No, it was something he had maybe tried and said, hey, I I had a few of these. Give this a shot. Okay. And I can't even remember what it was. I think it was just something that was hand-rolled. Okay. He, he ran into somewhere and yeah. said, you know, and gave yeah. it to me, you know, to go smoke. Yeah. So. Okay. So then um, what do you smoke now? If, you, if you're going into a humidor or your own humidor, what, where are you gravitating towards? Anything different. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm the type of guy who, if I see something, it looks intriguing. And or if I read a magazine or an article from online or you know in an advertisement or something of that nature and it and it sounds good, you know I I'll try anything, mm-hmm. right? I'm not wedded to you know I have to have this brand, right? Have to have this type of you know filler or or, or wrap. Um, however, however I do have some go tos and I okay. think that's probably your point, right? So yeah, some of my favorite brands are. Uh, Padron, I love Padrones. Um, one of my favorites is a 1964 mm-hmm. uh, Medora wrap. Um, I also love many of Drew Estate's products. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Liga Provada number nine is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Uh, I like the 52s as well, but I'm more partial to the number nine. Uh, but I'll smoke it. pretty much anything in the Drew Estate line. Uh, Nicker Rusticas are very hearty. I enjoy yeah. those. A go-to everyday smoke, if I did smoke every day, right. would be an Undercrown. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I do smoke quite a few of those. Um, yeah, believe it or not, a, a good non-expensive brand are diesels, uh-huh. which are very flavorful. Uh-huh. So I will, I will smoke, smoke those as well. And 
to some guys, you know, flavored cigars are blasphemy, uh-huh. but for me, they are not. Right. Um, yeah. I will smoke an acid from time to time, a deep dish more more so, and I even like some of the Drew Estate uh, Java brands. Yeah. They have the coffee infused, the mint infused, and more recently they have a Java Red, which is cherry infused. So yeah. I do like those as well. Yeah. Well, you mentioned last night when we were at the room on Friday what you paired the uh, yes. cherry or the red Java Red with. Java Red. Java Red is actually uh, cherry infused, and uh, I will pair that with a Samuel Adams cherry wheat. Yeah. It's a great pair. Is it? Yeah. I'll have to try that sometime. It sounds like a pretty intriguing. Yeah, they complement each other great. Yeah. Because the Samuel Adams is. Um, is that pretty subtle? Because I know the cigar is very subtle cherry. It's not, mm-hmm. not overpowering. So how, I, how does that go with the... Uh, the Samuel Adams, the cherry wheat, is you, you can get hints of cherry, okay. but it's not, it's not sweet, right? right? So people think when you have like a flavored beer or something, it's, yeah. it's not like it's a... Um, and I can't forget what they call them, the coolers. It's not a cooler by right. any means. Yeah. It's a true beer. Samuel yeah. Adams makes a really good beer. Yeah. Uh, but you will get some subtle smells and hints of cherry yeah. You know when you take a sip. So yeah. Yeah, it's not overpowering, right. I guess is my point. Yeah, now the cigar and they complement each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your, your uh, we're, we're at your bar here, and you have uh, pretty awesome stock as far as bottles that you have. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, beer in the fridge behind you. Um, how did you get into you, you've recently started doing flight tastings with scotch mm-hmm. uh, so how this is off topic of cigars but it's still related to the lifestyle right how did that kind of morph into wanting to experiment and learn more so uh, you know as I mentioned with cigars it's like hey I'll try anything once and so the same thing comes with uh, spirits so I look for different spirits to try you know and it's as you get older your palate changes a bit mm-hmm. you know in, in all admission, um, high-end spirits <laughs> isn't what I started out with. You know, I'm probably like sure. most young guys. You, right. uh, you know, you drink what you can get. Sure. Um, so my philosophy, and it, it's pretty interesting to me, is that when I was younger, I would drink spirits or you drink alcohol to go have fun. Now I have fun drinking spirits. Hmm. You know? Interesting. Okay. So it's not, you know, it's now I can... That spirit, I can enjoy the taste, you know, and, and have fun just kind of going through, picking up the different notes or just, you know, the different flavors, trying different spirits between whiskey, scotches, and rums, or uh-huh. even uh, gin from time to time with a good mixture. Okay. So, you know, that's that's what I enjoy, not the the effect right. <laughs> when you were younger where you, right. you would just drink anything just, yeah. to, you know, to, to relax or, or, or feel good. Yeah. So it's a little different purpose now, yeah. you know, when, yeah. when I drink. Um, the flight tastings came into play um, from some information I was reading on Facebook. I actually have uh, I'm on a group called uh, Scotch Addicts, and it's really a pretty large, it's pretty phenomenal. It's an international Facebook group that you have to ask permission to join because you know it's a it's a very I'm not going to say no nonsense, but it's focused. They don't talk about a lot of stuff outside of right. scotch and whiskey. Right. You know, so it's very disciplined in that. And um, a lot, they 
post pictures and people give comments and they talk about the different brands and the different tastings and the different notes. And I thought that was just an excellent way mm -hmm. to, you know, to learn, you know, more about, you know, scotch and whiskey by doing the flights, getting the different ages, the different barrel casts yeah. and just kind of going through that whole process. And I said, man, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So I really started to enjoy doing that myself and, yeah. and I'm just, you know, doing it with others too, sure. friends and family. And yeah. we can kind of just buy a couple of different bottles with different characteristics and just going through the flights, I think yeah. it's a great experience. Yeah. A great well, way have, to enjoy it. Have you learned anything that you didn't know before since doing the the, the tastings? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so here's here's an here's another misnomer. Although, in many cases, a well aged bottle of Scotch is, is is really good, but it doesn't mean that it's always better than something that is younger, right? So mm -hmm. it's I. People's taste profiles are differences. Different brands are obviously have their own nuances and, and characteristics. So, a 21-year-old bottle of Scotch isn't necessarily always better right. than a 15-year-old bottle. Right. You know, right. so that's something that's that's pretty interesting that yeah. I learned. It still comes down to the, what the person enjoys. It, what the person enjoys, how it was cast, and you know, yeah. and the and the brand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, do you do you look to pair a cigar? I know we talked about. Uh, pairing the the Java Red with uh, Samuel Adams, that's a that's a thing that you could do. But then, is there any other pairings that that you've kind of got stuck on with a cigar and a particular spirit? Um, you know what? Not necessarily with with Scotch or whiskey yet. Mm -hmm. um, I try to figure out that I won't smoke a full bodied cigar with a very high-end scotch. Reason being is that I don't want the cigar to overpower the flavor that I'm trying to get from the scotch or whiskey, Makes right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll tend to get something more medium uh, when I'm drinking a, you know, a really good spirit that I want to enjoy. Right. You know, if I'm drinking a beer or if I'm, you know, drinking a, a, a Jack Daniels, even though I don't drink as much Jack Daniels anymore, yeah. you know, I can just grab that everyday diesel strong yeah. you know cigar and not yeah. worry yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know cuz that's what I'm in the mood for right yeah yeah so you travel a lot mm -hmm. uh for work pleasure yeah. are there any standout um i assume you've stopped in cigar lounges in your travels mm -hmm. are there any standout cigar lounges that that you have gone to um, or experiences yeah, and, and I don't always remember the name of the lounges per se. That's fine. Yeah, because a lot of my great experiences, you know, just sitting in a lounge have been in like hotels. You know, if, you, mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough to go to a hotel that has a nice lounge, you know, where they sell maybe high-end spirits and you can get a smoke a cigar along with it, is is fantastic. Yeah, kind of my best. One of my best memorable experiences was after a hard day's work. I was in the middle of an acquisition in China, in Shanghai. And they had a bar, uh, I can't remember, the, the floor might have been on like the 55th floor or something like that, where they had a really nice bar and cigar lounge. Mm. And I had an opportunity to sit back and enjoy uh, a cojipo, cojipo cigaletto, I think it was, and a nice, I can't remember what I was drinking at the time. Yeah. It might have been a cognac. Um, and I'm thinking it may have been something like a Hennessy... Not bottom shelf Hennessy. I think it might have been a Hennessy XO, which is kind of one of my favorite cognacs, by the way. Hmm. Um, and just sitting back by myself, enjoying a young lady who was singing in Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. Live. 
live. Yep, she was live with the piano player, and uh, but it was an American tune because I can remember the melody. Oh my gosh! I can't remember no the name way. of the song off the top of my head, but yeah. she was singing it in Mandarin. It was really really cool. But just when you talk about taking your time. Um, just enjoying a cigar, enjoying a spirit, listening to some music, and then literally sitting there, you know, listening to her, staring out the window, high up in a high-rise hotel, overlooking the Bun. And I don't know if you're familiar with Shanghai, but Shanghai has this river they call the Bun that kind of runs through um, downtown Shanghai. Wow. And um, separates the city, quite honestly. Okay. Uh, Shanghai was known for its trade, and that's why the city became so robust because you know you could get you know boats um, through right through the middle of the city. Um, but just kind of looking over that river was really cool, you know. So that was kind of a really memorable time when I could just enjoy a cigar. I would say so. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It always it's always plants in my mind. Yeah. Uh, another one was just recently. I mean, just last week, I had an opportunity to sit uh, in New Orleans and my celebrating my cousin's uh, 25th wedding anniversary and that was fantastic and he and I my cousin Ron who you know uh-huh. yep. um, had an opportunity to just sit back get caught up and enjoyed a nice cigar a handmade that was um, done right in that shop oh, really? um, so that was that was awesome a nice Maduro wrap and we enjoyed that with again a glass of cognac a okay. Hennessy XO and just yeah, kind of sat at the bar got caught up while our wives were shopping right <laughs> yeah in, in a nice air-conditioned uh, cigar lounge, and that okay. was awesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so awesome. I, I look for those types of opportunities. Yeah. How about locally? So in the area, do you, this could be a given, but is there, including your house as a venue, is there a particular venue in the area that you gravitate towards? Um, so funny you should say that. My number one venue is my patio. Okay. I love that because it's obviously, you don't have to go anywhere for that. Right. Uh, the alcohol is less expensive because right. yeah. <laughs> I can go to my bar in at any time. Yep. Uh, I love the fresh air. Now, the only drawback is in the winter months, you can't, you don't have that opportunity. Um, but I can, you know, wheel a TV outside and kind of enjoy programming and enjoy company when, you know, when they can afford to do that. Uh, outside of that, some of my favorite venues are, hmm, excuse me, mm-hmm. I like to participate at the local legions mm-hmm. because I'm a vet, obviously. So, you know, I, I'm a member of the legions and I can go in and have a nice cigar and a, a drink at a very moderate price. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Local uh, c- cigar lounges, much as the tobacco company, are really great to socialize and network. Mm-hmm. As well as Nick's Beer and Cigar, mm-hmm. you know I still frequent there. I yeah. know a lot of guys there. Yeah, camaraderie is great. Yeah, and he has uh, great events. Nick has fantastic events. Yeah. I know Nick very well. Um, so I always like to try to make sure I stop in and see him when he's when he has something. Yeah, um, yeah. I used good. to be a key fob member of his establishment, which is which is which is which is fine. I just didn't have the time, so I didn't have right. the complete value. I wasn't getting the value because I didn't get a chance to frequent yeah. it as much. Yeah. Um, so I, I had to step away from that. But to your point, always try to go to his events. Mm-hmm. Great events. He mm-hmm. brings people in quite often. Lots of different vendors. Lots of great deals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I love yeah. to stop by and see him when I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, what haven't we touched on? Cigar related. Feel free to change the refill or thing or whatever. Um, Think we've done who you are, what you prefer to smoke, where you prefer to smoke. Um, 
do you prefer, you've mentioned um, being alone, smoking, relaxing, enjoying that. Mm -hmm. You've also mentioned smoking with people. Yep. Is there one that you prefer over the other? Um, depending on my day. Okay. Uh, I don't mind smoking alone, you know, if it's at the end of the day and I'm just looking for some downtime. So I don't mind doing that, but I do prefer to smoke with people, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think the camaraderie of having a good cigar and great conversation with people uh, is fantastic, yeah. you know? So I would, re you know, I'm not the type of guy that wants to drink alone or even smoke alone. Uh, like I said, I will on occasion just to relax, but much more enjoyable. I think that in my opinion, my humble opinion, Smoking a cigar and enjoying a spirit is a social opportunity mm -hmm. at its best, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Um, so I always try to look to, to do that. Yeah. So I, going to a place like Nick's or going to a tobacco company or going to a Legion or even in my own patio, I like to invite people over because I think it's a great social opportunity. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of hang out, great conversation. Uh, and you'd be surprised at the differences because you talk about people, everybody... Um, has that commonality around cigars. Right. But you get so many different types of people in different walks of life, you know, and you learn so much uh, by talking and listening mm -hmm. <laughs> to different types of people. Absolutely. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. And yeah. the cigar and spirits are just, you know, one venue to actually make that happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can have a fantastic, mature conversation with a person whose opinions and viewpoints might be totally different from mine. Sure. But that's okay, yeah. you know, and that's all a part of learning, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you can do that in a very, you know, casual social setting, yeah. you know, and that just makes a world of difference. Absolutely. You know? so, yeah. Um, so a long way for me to answer your question. Yeah, I would love to, you know, or would rather, you know, do it socially, you know, in, in a group. Got it. Yeah. yeah so that kind of brings me to the Cigar Club, because hmm? that's one of our uh, missions is, is the networking aspect, bringing people together. Right. Uh, over cigars. Um, so do you mind talking about your experience with the Cigar Club, why you got involved, uh, how you've become even more involved now as a board member, mm -hmm. where you see the club going in the future? Uh, certainly. And, and, <laughs> I'll, and I'll tell you about my, my experience about becoming a board member because um, I guess I that's something I fell into, <laughs> not something I was looking to do. Uh, no regrets, but it was, you know, my, my conversations with board members, mm -hmm. yourself included, was really around as a member when I joined, saw the great potential in it, thought it was a fantastic idea, something that I think that we could grow and continue to, you know, to move forward with and, and just had, you know, some thoughts and ideas. You know, I had nothing more than just some opinions I just wanted to pass on, you know, and right. um, and not just trying to be, you know, rambunctious or forceful with it, but just, hey, here's some things I was thinking about. And, you know, hey, would you guys consider X, Y, Z? And as a result of that, I guess um, <laughs> Steve and the board thought, well, OK, well, he's got some worthwhile ideas. We might as well bring him on board as a member. Yeah. So uh, so I guess that's <laughs> how I got there. Um, and again, no regrets. I don't, I don't mind, you know, kind of sharing my my thoughts and opinions, yeah. you know, with you guys. So, yeah. so that's fantastic. Um, where I hope it goes in the future is that I was hoping, and I still hope, and it's still my personal mission is to try to say, um, is to make sure that we've got a robust membership 
in terms of numbers doesn't have to be over wieldy, right? We don't need a hundred guys to make it a good club, but right. if you if you could really get an engaged dozen or two, mm-hmm. I think that's that's great. Yeah. Um, in terms of growth, I like to think that our growth and, and our knowledge of cigars continues to get better because you know the reason why I join is that not just the camaraderie and the networking, but the learning. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, around cigars, I think is important. And I kind of offshoot that because I'm starting to gain a fondness of different scotches and different beverages and different spirits yep. uh, and different mixtures. Your Manhattans, by the way, are fantastic. <laughs> so I'm learning more about that. But in, in, and that is another really good example. Right. So yeah. a Manhattan's a drink I've known quite some time. But to to make a real one with real fresh ingredients mm-hmm. is not something I got a chance to experience until meeting you. So, yeah. you know, that's just a great like plus or benefit, Absolutely. you know, from the networking and getting to know guys yeah. who have knowledge, yeah. right. That you yeah. learn from and you could, you know, enjoy. <laughs> so, so that's, so that's great. Um, but that's my mission. That's why I do the flight tasting. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have the opportunity now to, you know, experience different types of, you know, and I'm using scotch as, as the example here, but I know if I've got that interest, there might be other like-minded people that also have that interest. Let's, let's do this type of experience together and kind of talk about what we're experiencing, what we like, what we don't like. And just, I just think it's a, it's a fun way, you know, to enjoy spirit. So that's where I start to see the club going. And I'm starting to see that interest is there. So it's, again, not just the cigar, but it's other things. Right. It could be scotches. It could be um, uh, cognacs. Heck, it may even get into a point where it's not even related to those. It could be restaurants at some point in time or mm-hmm. travel, mm-hmm. you know, locations where maybe someone has gone where we start to, yep. you know, share and think about it. Or to your point, cigar lounges. And that's another big push that I think we could get better at as yeah. we go forward. You know, guys are going to these different locations and saying, hey, I had a great experience there. Well, why don't we load up a car load and just kind of go out as a group and go visit? Right. So yeah. those are the types of things that I look forward to yeah. as far as my experience with the club. Yeah. Um, what about the, the giving aspect of the club? Where um, uh, we, we look for those opportunities. Do you think that's important for locally? Uh How do you think that plays into the DNA of the club? Well, I think that's the other side of the equation. So... I, the other thing that appealed to me, and I'm glad you brought that up, is what the, there's a big piece of what I've just talked about in terms of what I get out of it, but I think the giving back piece is just as important, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I've been fortunate and I've been blessed to be able to do things like, you know, buying a, a really nice bottle of scotch or enjoying a really good handmade cigar, right? right. And so, but I wasn't always in that position, right? right? right. And, uh, and I'm thankful that I am. However, I think that the the opportunity to give back to the community is is really important. Um, I've always you know given to different charities, United Way and others. But when the club talked about having that mission of being, you know, uh, a charitable organization in the sense that, you know, we could do some really neat things for some folks who mm-hmm. maybe couldn't do it for themselves, I, that was very uh, important to me. Yeah. Um, one of our big donations have been in the past is the Marine Corps Toys for Tots. And mm-hmm. obviously I've got an affinity with that particular group for obvious sure. reasons, being a veteran, right? Yeah. So uh, that's something that I can feel good about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other uh, types of organizations that we've given to Police Athletic League and other types of, you know, youth groups um, is, is, I think it's just a fantastic thing. Yeah. And it's something that I want us to really continue to focus on yeah. and do. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Let's switch gears to the FDA. You've kind of, I think you've kind of maybe lately been keeping up with. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need to, I don't want to talk details necessarily, but I'm just looking for your gut feeling as, as someone watching the, the regulation bounce back and forth yeah. uh, with the industry fighting it. Um, do you have, maybe it's a theoretical question, uh, but just where, where do you think ultimately that is going to land? Um, I know like, where you I, hope I, it's going to land. I, but. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, so uh, I'm trying to be optimistic, mm -hmm. and I think that they will keep the higher end, you know, boutique cigars separate from all the regulations going forward, uh, because I, I, I just don't think it belongs, you know, in that cigarette category. Quite honestly, right. I get the FDA in terms of its protections of people's health mm -hmm. and, and, and things of that nature, and to make sure that there's an onus on cigar makers mm -hmm. to make sure that there are certain quality standards. So I get that. I mean, you know, I've, part of my history of work has been and even involved in quality assurance, and mm -hmm. I okay. and I and I understand the importance of that in in, in public health and, and safety. Right. So so I get that. Um, I just think what it will do, though, is that if it does get to a point where there is more regulation, that it will paralyze those smaller shops. Right. I think there will be a bigger cost on the consumer as a result of that. Mm -hmm. If it, you know, if it continues to go in that direction, then I think it kind of hurts the passion for folks who, yeah. you know, want to try to, you know, enjoy, you know, a nice um, handmade cigar. Yeah. You know, so I, I hope that they keep it separate. Um, you know, for selfish reasons, obviously. Sure. Um, but I think we've, or the industry has done, and the cigar makers have done a responsible job thus far. You know, I, I can't really imagine a problem where there were, outside of the health risks that it, it is, it is a tobacco product. You know, mm -hmm. let's be honest with ourselves. Um, other than that, I don't think there is any other major issue where I think the federal government has to be so so involved right going yeah. forward so. I know a big part of the push with the the legislation was protecting kids from getting tobacco products mm -hmm. um, do you think that applies to cigars or is that a I don't think kids are looking to try to get the type of cigars that we're purchasing quite honestly right uh, for one it's outside of a normal teenager's price point mm -hmm. you know I don't know too many teenage kids that are going to spend $15 on a cigar, on a handmade cigar, right? Right. Um, and I think cigarettes are probably expensive enough, you know, and that's probably more of what they're looking to buy. And, yeah. and I think they're even getting away from cigarettes to, to more of an e-cigarettes or, mm -hmm. or vaping these yep. days, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I, I'm all for making sure that just like, you know, alcohol or buying cigarettes, if you're selling that in a normal mini market, you know, yeah, you want to make sure that you're being protective of minors, yeah, right? Yeah, um, But the type of, of items that we're buying aren't being sold in your average everyday mini market, right? Yeah. They're being bought in cigar boutiques and cigar lounges mm -hmm. or cigar warehouses or what have you yeah. where, you know, there's a, there's a certain clientele that's walking into those types of establishments. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the need is as great. Yeah. My opinion. Yeah. No, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we've talked about all the easy questions, hard questions. Uh, so have you had time to think about who you would smoke a cigar with, past, present, why that person, and where where it would take place? Yeah, this one's a tough one. 
it's not tough because I can't think of it. It's tough because uh, sharing it's tough. Okay. 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 Uh, I recently lost my brother. So that's why it's tough. And if I had the chance to share a cigar, it would be mm-hmm. with my oldest brother, Barry, who just passed away about a month ago. Um, haven't had a lot of time to do things like that with him. Right. Yeah. And uh, if I could gain that time for just a moment, it would be with him. Yeah. Do you know where that would be? Did he smoke cigars? He, I think he did. Okay. Um, he, was a, he was a cigarette smoker. Okay. More so than anything, but I think he enjoyed the occasional cigars. Yeah. So. But just having that time to sit down and talk with him and get caught up on life absolutely. would be absolutely awesome. Yeah. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Don't Touch My Cigars podcast. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and look us up on iTunes so that you can leave a rating or review. Doing so will help other brothers and sisters of the leaf find the podcast. And finally, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, thoughts, if you would like to be interviewed on the podcast, if you know who I should interview on the podcast, please head to don'ttouchmycigars.com and use the very simple form on that page to send me a message. Again, that's don'ttouchmycigars.com. Thanks again for listening. Talk soon. Cheers.